This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Welcome to Radio Church This Morning. I'm Anne Thompson, a Presbyterian minister, and I'm leading this service on behalf of First Church of Otago. The service today has been prepared as part of the Christian World Service Christmas Appeal, which supports people in poverty and need in many parts of the world. This year, the appeal offers us the opportunity to give joy with justice. Today is the second Sunday in Advent. Christmas is coming, and we prepare ourselves, our homes, our hearts to receive the gifts of Christmas, hope and peace and joy and love, all wrapped up in the baby born in Bethlehem. Emmanuel, God with us. Our call to worship. Etefano atakaraiti, God brings new life and hope in desolate places. In God, justice is restored and our souls are refreshed. Come, let us worship God. We'll begin by listening to a New Zealand carol that celebrates Advent. Look towards Christmas. Advent is here. On this second Sunday of Advent, we remember God's gift of peace. We are called to be people of God's peace. And so we pray, God of peace and compassion, 
May we be people who shine the light of peace in your world through our words and by our actions. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning I want to tell you a story, a true story, the story of Munaswara, a woman in South India. Munaswari knows what it's like to be abused and to keep silent. As a child, like other Dalits, she lived apart, not allowed to wear shoes or cross the path of people from a different caste. But Munaswari also knows the joy that comes from justice. Oppressed by gender, poverty and caste, she has found the freedom and peace that comes when her rights have been recognised and her family's livelihood is more secure. Growing up as a member of the Dalit community, Munaswari knew her place. Her family was treated as untouchable by higher caste people. Everything was separate. Dalits lived in a designated area. They drank from a different water source. They were not allowed to wear sandals in higher caste areas. And often they worked as cleaners, as manual scavengers, sanitation workers or farm labourers, the jobs no one else wanted to do. Dalit children stayed at the back of the class, could not touch the same materials as others and had to wash their own dishes. They were not allowed to join in school sports or competitions and other special events. Instead of an education, they learned to keep silent or they dropped out of school altogether. After school, Munaswari went to work in the fields of the landowner. The pay was low and the hours were long. She married and had three children. A year ago, she was working in the fields with the other women when the supervisor slipped into a muddy pool of water. Immediately, he called her over to clean his shoes. She refused to touch them, and he became very angry and abusive, threatening to dismiss her immediately. You, Dalit woman, clean my muddy shoes. She had no choice. Munaswari knew that without her job, their family would not have enough to eat. Humiliated and powerless, she cleaned his shoes. But when she got home, she went to the leader of the local women's sangam, or association. The women from the sangam challenged the supervisor, but he responded in anger, refusing to apologise. And immediately the group marched down to the police station and filed a complaint under the Prevention Against Atrocities Act 1989, an act designed to protect Dalits from oppression. The police inspector spoke to the supervisor and would have left it at that, except the Sangam members would not leave until he forced the supervisor to apologise. The women knew their legal rights and that the Women Development Resource Centre would back them. Munaswari says, Women always face violence from men. Dalit women face violence every day and they'll continue to do so until society changes and accepts them as equals. After such support, Munaswari joined the Sangam. 
thanks to their knowledge and support, she's received more than an apology. She now has a house registered in her name. Her pay has nearly tripled, and her son has begun studying at college. When her daughters are older, she's promised to send them to higher education as well. Life has been transformed for Munaswari and her family. We're going to listen to another Chris- New Zealand Christmas carol now. Child of Christmas Story. Child of Christmas Story Stable, strong and stout Small and sweet and gentle Tell us who you are Child whose baby Bible reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke. It tells something of the preparation for Jesus' birth. Serving in the temple, Zechariah had been told by an angel that his prayers of a lifetime would be answered. He would have a son. Zechariah was amazed and unbelieving since he and his wife Elizabeth were very old by now. And then Zechariah was unable to speak again until his child was born. After months of silence, Zechariah finds his voice. We read his song of thanksgiving for God's rescue of Israel and the proclamation of his son, John, as the messenger who will prepare the way for God's coming. This canticle honours John's birth as a sign of what is done and what is to come. He will guide our feet in the way of peace. Listen now from Luke chapter 1, verses 68 to 79. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Thus he has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham, to grant that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear 
in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Amen. That child, John, grows up and as an adult fulfills his calling to prepare the way for the Lord. Luke goes on to tell us of John's call to the people to repent and be baptised in preparation for the coming one. He also sets the historical setting, reminding us that God's promises come to fulfilment within the context of human history. The message of John is for the people. God is coming, always available to God's people and always working for restoration. As promised, God sent a messenger to prepare the people for God's coming. Listen now to Luke chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. In the 15th year of the emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was governor of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, governor of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his ways straight, every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Amen. On the second Sunday of Advent, we focus on peace. Not peace as quiet stillness or inner calm, but rather the peace that comes when violence and injustice are stopped and human dignity upheld. This peace, in Hebrew shalom, speaks of wholeness and well-being, the healing of hurts and the righting of wrongs. It speaks of completeness and flourishing, God's promise is for life in abundance. This is the vision we must hold on to for ourselves and for the whole of creation. The world that belongs to God has room for us all. Like John the Baptist, we're called to prepare the way for a different future, for God's promised future and purpose. And so we can speak out when people are denied the human rights essential for life. In the state of Tamil Nadu in South India, the Women Development Resource Centre 
partners with Christian World Service, standing up for the rights of Dalit and tribal or indigenous people. Through its 317 Sangam or associations, the women have been agents for change. By training women to access their legal rights, it has enabled women to improve their livelihoods and the treatment they receive. People once known as untouchable can attend school and get better jobs. Without human rights, people cannot participate in their communities or in the decisions that affect them. The world is not a safe place for people who lack food or water and justice. Like the women Sangam, we need to insist that no one is left behind. On the second Sunday of Advent, our eyes are beginning to focus on Christmas. The days are getting longer and the sun brighter. But the call to prepare the way of the Lord asks us to look around at what is happening in our neighbourhood. To listen out for the sounds of distress in our community and the deep longing for connection. To become aware of places of pain and conflict in our world. It is into that space that Christmas will come, and we are invited to be a part of it. Like Zechariah, people who have been voiceless are finding their voices, and they need to be heard so that change can come. Let us look for the peace we find in God and each other, drawing strength from the familiar stories as we hear them again this year. In the book of the prophet Isaiah, we read, Seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. And so we come to pray. And in this prayer, there is a response, God of peace, bringer of justice, hear our prayer. Let us pray. God of justice, we pray for human rights, for dignity and safety for all people wherever they may be. God of peace, bringer of justice, hear our prayer. We pray for the human rights of the Dalit people in India and for all who suffer abuse and discrimination. God of peace, bringer of justice, hear our prayer. We pray for Munaswari and her family and other Dalit people in Tamil Nadu. God of peace, bringer of justice, hear our prayer. We pray for the Women Development Resource Centre, working with Dalit and tribal peoples in Tamil Nadu, as they teach women how to raise their voices against injustice and empower them to live flourishing lives and to help others do the same. God of peace, bringer of justice, hear our prayer. We pray for the upholding of human rights in Aotearoa, New Zealand, 
so that the vulnerable are protected and all people are valued and treated with dignity. God of peace, bringer of justice, hear our prayer. And we pray for peace. Lead us from death to life, from falsehood to truth. Lead us from despair to hope, from fear to trust. Lead us from hate to love, from war to peace. Let peace fill our hearts, our world, our universe. Let us dream together, pray together, work together to build one wor world of peace and justice for all. Amen. And now may God, in whose image humankind has dignity and rights, bless us as we go to be guardians of all that is just and true. We go in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus Christ. And as we come to the end of our service today, we will sing one last New Zealand carol. Carol our Christmas, an upside down Christmas. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.